This episode is brought to you by State Compensation Insurance Fund. State Fund provides more than 100,000 businesses with coverage and a whole lot more, including fast, reliable claim services and best-in-class safety resources. Learn more at statefundca.com. Hi, this is Dave Garcia, president of Rancho Mesa, and thank you for joining me and listening to the latest edition of Getting to Know the Rancho Mesa Family, brought to you by Studio One, our safety and risk management network. Today, my guest will be Sam Clayton, a principal here at Rancho Mesa and one of our construction group leaders. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the show. Morning, Dave. How are you doing? Very good. Real good. All right. <laughs> well, let's start out by finding out a little bit about yourself. So, Sammy, where did you grow up? I grew up just outside Philadelphia in a township called Upper Dublin. Upper Dublin. Is that a real place? <laughs> it is. Okay. What's the population of Upper Dublin? I have no clue. Is it like 50,000 or is it like 500? No, it's probably 25, 30,000. Oh, okay. So it's a good sized city. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to uh, Upper Dublin High School? That's where I went. You did. Okay. <laughs> so what was the uh, Upper Dublin mascot? What were you guys? We were the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> so the Upper Dublin Cardinals. Flying Cardinals. Fl oh, Flying Cardinals. Yeah. Not to be <laughs> mistaken by the Walking Cardinals. <laughs> so when you were in high school, Sam, what, what kinds of things did you participate in? Um, I played all sports. I played football. I wrestled. But my favorite sport was lacrosse. Really? Um, so I don't know a lot about lacrosse, but what position did you play in lacrosse? So I was a midfielder. Okay. And a midfielder is the one position or positions on a lacrosse field that can go anywhere, both offense and defense. So you have your attack, your midfield, and your defense. Okay. And the attack can only stay on the attack side of the field. Defense can only stay on the defense side of the field, and the midfielders can roam anywhere. Okay. So, so a you, lot of running. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you have a preference uh, when you're playing mid to be more defensive or more offensive, or was it? It's both. Yeah. It's both. But I enjoy the defensive side. You do? Why is that? <laughs> well, because, I mean, in lacrosse, it's kind of like a pseudo football, mm -hmm. soccer type sport. Um, so, you you know, you can hit people. Yeah. And uh, I like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know lacrosse is really, today, really gaining popularity. And when you were in high school, was it a, a popular sport back in that area? It was obviously popular on the East Coast. Yeah. And um, in the last, I'd say, like 10 to 15 years, mm -hmm. it's gotten really popular out here on the West Coast, which yeah. is great because it is one of those sports like like baseball that you can play all year round. Right. But back on the East Coast, it's primarily played in the spring. Mm -hmm. So it coincides with baseball. Okay. Um, so it, the program started when I was in middle school. So you still had a lot of your athletic kids playing baseball, but then as it matured, right. more and more of your athletic football players were playing lacrosse instead of baseball. Yeah. Do you still have a lacrosse stick in the house? I do. You do? I do. Yeah. Uh, and I have the, the girls have little fiddle sticks that we play with on the beach. Okay. But, uh, fiddle sticks. My, my, uh, my days as a lacrosse player are done. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of work, aside from uh, fiddle sticks with the girls, uh, what do you like to do? You know, spend time with them. I got two daughters, Lola and Elsie. Lola's 13. Elsie's 10. Holy cow. Yes. Can't believe it. And, uh, you know, we go to the beach and they're involved in 
a lot of different sports. The sport they're primarily playing now is water polo. Mm. So this is a sport I had no idea how it was played, but I've learned very quickly. Yeah. And uh, it's a great sport. Yeah. It's nice because there's a, a shot clock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically you get 30 seconds to move the ball up and shoot on the goalie. Hmm. Otherwise, the ball's turned over. So it's a really fast game. Right. So, you know, when you're watching kids' sports, it can yeah. be, you know, sometimes it can be like watching paint dry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> given that, they must be in terrific shape to be able to just tread water for, you know, the length of a water polo game. They they are. Yeah. They're, they're in really good shape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're in the pool four days a week. So it's uh, it's good. Yeah. Keeps them busy. Oh, yeah. That's important. <laughs> so do you have any other hobbies, Sam, that you want to talk about? like to play golf. I surf. I'm a, I'm a CrossFit junkie, but oh. I won't tell you about what the workout's like. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those guys. Yeah. I just uh, enjoy just uh, going to the gym and doing those things. So really anything outdoors. Yeah. It seemed like you're a very kind of active lifestyle, looking for things to do that not I, just sitting on the couch. I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, CrossFit, you know, uh, I know that's uh, something that's gotten very popular over the last decade or so. And I know, I remember when you joined that, thinking, wow, I wonder, is this something he's going to be able to do for any length of time? But how long have you been doing that now? Um, I think I've been doing it like seven years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's great because, you know, you just show up, the workout is written on the board, and you modify as necessary, and yeah. you just go. I was never one of those guys who could go to the, the 24-hour fitness and, and work out yeah. just because... I was more the, the path of least resistance mm-hmm. wherever there wasn't people. Right. That's the machine I would use. So Absolutely. there was no rhyme or reason yeah. to what I was doing. But, you know, CrossFit's kind of changed that. So. And, and how many days a week do you do CrossFit, do you think? Probably three or four. Yeah. You know. That's great. That's enough. It's, it's plenty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I like to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, do you have any hidden talents? Honestly, None. None. <laughs> None. I'd love to tell you that I'm a magician, yeah. but uh, no, no, I don't have any like, you know, hidden skills that are like nobody knows about. Well, I kind of think uh, we've had lots of conversations. I think when you're hidden talents is, you know, a lot about different board games and family, inter- like card games. And you inter- in fact, you introduced a game at the recent Summit Club called uh, Left, Center and Right. It's a dice game. Yes. Left, Right, Center. Oh, Left, Right, Center. There you go. That was a big hit for, for our group. Are those East Coast kind of games, or where did you come um, up with that? Well, my family, they were just, you know, like very into card games, board games, when we all get together. Yeah. And uh, Left Right Center has been around for a while, but it's something that that we enjoy. It's basically, it's a little bit of a gambling dice game. Yeah. Um, you start out with three ones. You roll the dice. There's three dice, obviously. And uh, the dice either have a L, R, or a C and um or a dot and a dot means you don't have to do anything but the c you put the dollar in the middle the left you put a dollar to the left and the right obviously to the right and you're never out of the game until all the money's in the pot right yeah i was uh observing that at summit club and i realized very quickly there was no uh there's no set. skill <laughs> no, yeah right you didn't you didn't need there was no strategy uh, no. there was a lot of luck but it was a lot of fun everybody was laughing and having a really good time so you listeners, if you want to have a fun game, left, right, center. Left, right, center. And um, it's $9 <laughs> on Amazon. It's not expensive. Anyway, so Sam, tell, talk to me about your favorite vacation spot. Where do you like to go when you get some time away? 
I take my girls back to Long Beach Island. It's the Jersey Shore. Um, obviously, the Jersey Shore gets a lot, somewhat of a bad rap because of a TV show that was 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but the, the part of the, the Jersey Shore that I go to is polar opposite of what's portrayed on the TV show. It's a really nice family place. And it's a place that I've been going to since I was a little kid. And um, it's really fun to take my girls back to something that I experienced. Yeah. And uh, we go to the amusement park is still there. Actually, I showed Lola and Elsie one of the rides that I used to ride on when I was like four or five. Really? And, uh, you know, they were getting a kick out of it because yeah. I had this, like, it was a little merry-go-round. I had a mm. dune buggy. Mm. And uh, that was my that was ride. Your... Like, you know, that was my car. Right. And, like, I would wait in line. Like, okay, well, that kid took the dune buggy. I'm waiting. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were like, you rode on that? I'm like, yep. That was my ride. So yeah, I, I really admire that about you. How you're very family oriented, wanting to pass on some of that family lineage like that. I think it's so important. The girls are really blessed to have you as a dad to take the time to do that. A lot of parents don't don't take that time. So you should definitely be commended for that. So Jersey Shore, you're talking about Boardwalk. I think that Boardwalk Empire, or whatever. Or, uh, I mean, well, the Jersey Shore was the TV show. That was the name of it? Yes. Oh, let's see. That's how old I am. I don't even remember that. So, yeah. But this sounds like a great place to go. Is it really an island? It is an island. It is. A, so you have um, a bridge well, there, out to it or you take a boat? Or? You take a bridge, a bridge. over. Okay. And uh, there's all different islands yeah. along the New Jersey. Yeah. And this island is specifically called Long Beach Island. Okay. So it's, I guess, 18 miles long. Oh. Um, you know. A mile wide or something, not very wide. Not even. Not no. Wow. I mean, maybe quarter mile. Oh, okay. It's you know, back in '68, I wasn't alive at that time, but they did have a storm that the ocean met the bay. Really? Yes. Wow. And the the house that I stay at is right on the beach, so it's the house and then the dunes and then the, the beach itself. But prior to 1968, there was two houses closer to the beach and they were taken out in the storm. Oh. So there wow. was a lot of houses that were destroyed during the storm. There was, you know, parts of the island where the ocean had met the bay. Wow. Unfortunately, people had passed away. Yeah. Um, they were swept out to sea. Well, it sounds like it's recovered now and it's a place you can still enjoy with your kids and your family. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So Sam, is there something about yourself that most people don't know? Well, my middle name my middle name is Luther. Luther. So my full name is Samuel Luther Clayton the fourth. The fourth. And I had never met many Sams before I started at Rancho Mesa, but uh, we actually have another one, Sam Brown. And go figure, he's Sam Brown the fifth. So we both have lineage to the, the Sam name. Yeah. But he beat me by one more generation. Yeah, that's right. And he's got a son that's the sixth. He's yeah. he's the sixth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, probably something else is a lot of people don't know that I was actually a union laborer oh, back really? in college. Yeah. yeah. What so trade? My family did road construction and um, it was a, a union organization and I worked for them during the summers mm. uh, while I was in college. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was in the union. Right. Wow. <laughs> I had a card and everything. Yeah. Okay. So we now know your middle name is Luther and you used to work in the union. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> One other thing before we shift to Rancho Mesa, too, I, I do know that you, you do have two daughters, but you also have a son, so to speak. 
He's the second son you've had, I believe. And I'm talking about Sam's uh, golden retriever. Yes. Yeah. So just briefly, tell us the the original was the original was name, his name was Joe Pa. So I went to Penn State, and um, obviously growing up in the in Pennsylvania, Joe Paterno was an icon. You know, he was probably had more power than the governor of Pennsylvania, and uh, you know he was a saint to many people. So I had gotten a golden retriever and decided to name him Joe Pa after Joe Paterno. And unfortunately, like probably a year later, the whole scandal came out <laughs> at at, uh, at Penn State. So for a while there at the dog park, I was, I was a little frowned upon when I was like, Joe Pa. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, he passed away a few years ago and my daughters convinced me to get another one. And I named him Joe Pa Jr., a.k.a. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I, we're, many of us are dog lovers. So I just know what a joy that is and probably sharing in companionship for you, but as well as for the girls, just how attached they can become to the, they're, they're part of the family. They're not the pet. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like four o'clock this morning, I could hear him crying. I'm like, okay, like get out of bed. Let Let's outside. go. It's time to go. <laughs> Cause he never cries at night. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm like great. something must be wrong. <laughs> All right, let's shift and uh, talk a little bit about your role within Rancho Mesa. So, Sam, how long have you been with Rancho Mesa now? Wow, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, About to throw, throw you a little curveball here. Let's see. I would say almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, so Sam is like a son to me, honestly. And uh, so we are at Rancho Mesa next year, next July, we'll, we'll celebrate our 25th anniversary as a company. So, Sam has been here virtually from the very beginning. So 20 years ago, it's crazy how time flies. Well, and I have a little story to that because back when I was looking for a new career, I was sending out some resumes to some people and I got a, a voicemail from Dave. I, don't know, I guess it was called a voicemail back then. <laughs> um, but I had an answering machine at my house and, and Dave had left a, a message and I'd only been out in San Diego for a little over two years. And really my first job was in the, the UTC area. And then my second job was in the La Jolla area. And uh, I really didn't know a whole lot about San Diego. And when he was like, um, you know, we're out in East County, El Cajon. I was like, where is El Cajon? Like, how far away is this? And, you know, when I talked to him, he was like, oh, it's just straight out the eight, like 20 minutes. And I remember driving out here like, where am I? Because <laughs> my I, I, up until that point, my kind of my life kind of was like, you know, the the coast and, and downtown. I really never ventured very far east, uh, never had a reason to. And, uh, you know, but it, it is God's country. And, yeah. You know, I've I've grown to, to love East County. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. In fact, aren't you part of the uh, East County Posse now? You want uh, to tell, talk a little bit real briefly about. Yeah. So are? I'm a, I'm a member of the East County Posse, and uh, we're a, a local nonprofit, and it's a group of probably about a hundred people, and we raise money for people in East County, and we like to call it a, a hand up, not a handout, mm. and uh, we we just had a back to school shopping for a bunch of kids at the local Walmart. That was a really great event yeah. to, to be a part of, you know, to, to help these, you know, disadvantaged youth 
right. um, you know, get ready for the, the school year so yeah. that they're prepared. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we, we only give money to people who live in East County. It's kind of one of the requirements. It's really good. It's a, it's a very yeah. grassroots organization. Yeah, I, that's another quality about you I admire. It's uh, giving back to the community, not drawing attention to yourself about doing it. Just, you know, it's a need, so you, you're involved and you, and you take care of it. And I think it's, it must be funny when you talk to your buddies back home and you say, hey, I'm part of the East County Posse. They're like, do you ride horses and shoot guns? Well, that, yeah. like if you yeah. go to the website, it's like a guy on a horse. <laughs> uh, I can believe that, yeah. So, Sam, it was uh, easy for me as, a, as your career developed here to see that you were somebody that I wanted to involve in the leadership part of Rancho Mesa. So, some time ago, we offered you an opportunity to become a principal in the company. How long ago was that now? Do you remember how many years that's been? Mm, probably 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Okay, so you've been so significant to the growth overall of Rancho Mesa. Let me thank you for all of that, as well as just being a, a terrific human being. Uh, what you've meant to Rancho Mesa over the entire 20 years is phenomenal. Um, so really appreciate all of that. And so now, as one of the principals and also one of our construction group leaders here at Rancho Mesa, talk about some of the roles and responsibilities that you have here. Probably my most important is to mentor and assist in the development of our, our young producers. You know, one of the things that we've done a really good job of is hiring young people with uh, very little insurance experience and we've kind of given them the, the time to develop them in this profession and then another would be to develop and, and maintain our, our carrier relationships so both of those things are very important to the, the longevity of our organization and i know sam doesn't he's very modest he doesn't want to talk about but i i've said to him more than once if i was going to choose a a broker to represent my personal insurance needs in the construction industry, it would be Sam. He's one of the most thorough, knowledgeable brokers I've ever met when it comes to construction insurance, the implications of the coverage and the depth of the coverage and being able to sift through some of the jargon that's in the insurance policies and then be able to give it back to somebody in, in, in layman's terms. So I'm gonna say that for him because he won't say it for himself. But that's an area within Rancho Mesa. You know, our revenues are, are split. We have uh, construction, then we have human services, and we have surety. But by and large, construction generates about 70% of the work that we do, close to $100 million in premium. Sam's really integral in allowing us to continue to grow that side of our business. We couldn't do it without his expertise and his mentorship, as he mentioned, to the young people here is crucial because... We want them to kind of grow up and be the next uh, Samuel Luther Clayton fourth <laughs> or fifth now, I guess. Um, so, Sam, as, as the agency's evolving and growing and your role kind of continues to grow and expand, what areas personally are you looking to kind of grow yourself or, or the agency and things like that? I'd like to just develop my expertise in the underground utility, paving and concrete trades. And um, I'd also like to see... RMI continue to educate our clients about performance-based insurance programs. Large companies have been taking advantage of these, these types of uh, arrangements for a number of years, and I want to see Rancho Mesa take a proactive role in bringing them down to the small and middle market clients. So, Sam, real quickly, because maybe some of our audience aren't totally familiar with what a performance-based product would look like, and without going into great detail, 
what most of California, most listeners are probably involved with is what would be called guaranteed costs. They pay a premium. It's a fixed cost based on their, they'll be audited at the end of the year and the carrier will pay the claim. How would a performance-based program, generally speaking, differ from that? Really, it comes down to, you know, the, the company having some skin in the game. And, you know, obviously they're still paying a premium, but depending on how well they're, they perform or their losses are, they may or may not get monies back. And if you're a company that can control your losses, then this is a, a really good opportunity to kind of bet on yourself so that your organization can take advantage of those benefits. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's really key. That's nice. Here at Rancho Mesa with our client services team, we do a lot of workshops and trainings. And throughout the year, if you're interested in those types of things, come to our website. We've got a lot of articles that have been written about these uh, performance-based products. They range from captives to deductible workers' compensation to de larger deductibles on automobile, things like that. So we've got plenty of articles. We've got podcasts that have already been taped talking about those things. And then we just have a terrific client services team here of Alyssa and Lauren and Megan, and they're putting these trainings on throughout the year. So I'd encourage you to come to our website. We don't charge for any of the trainings. You don't have to be a client of Rancho Mesa. We really just want to kind of inform the whole community. So, uh, and as Sam said, as, as you grow your company, at some point you should be considering these types of programs and then decide as a business uh, owner and having your own business acronym, is this something for my company today, tomorrow, or in the future? So um, thanks for bringing that up, Sam. You know, this is a question I always like to ask people on this, is if you met somebody on the street and, and not saying, well, Rancho Mesa is a commercial insurance broker and what that is, how would you describe, is there a sense of Rancho Mesa that you would quickly be able to tell somebody, say, this is what Rancho Mesa is? I mean, this is what we do, but this is who we are. How would you describe us? Easy family. That's, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, you and Char started this organization and, you know, really wanted to provide a, a family type atmosphere. And it's very, very true. And, you know, we care about everybody that works here. We care about their kids, their families. So it's, it's more than just coming to work. You know, we're, we're all in this together and we're all trying to get, to get better in what we do and help our clients and what they do. But, you know, really one word would be family. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Sam, because I would echo that completely. And having people like you here, we talked earlier just about how you're transitioning some of the things from your childhood to your, to your daughters. That's all about family. It's, and that's kind of the same thing we're trying to do here, both internally and externally with our clients, really understanding, you know, not just their businesses, but the, they themselves, what, how are their families and struggles and things, areas we might be able to help them there. And, and then of course, just getting involved in the community. You mentioned the East County Posse is something that you're involved with. Here at Rancho Mesa, we try to contribute as much time and treasure as we can to those things. So I do think we're all trying to leave it a better place than we found it, but it really starts with the people and finding the right people that have those same core values is really important. We lucked out and found you, sounds like 20 years ago. Um, so we just need to find more more, more Sam Quaytons for sure. Um, and it, is there anything just like super unique or something about Rancho Mesa that you would say that? Well, just kind of to expand on the, the family, you know, really paying it forward is something that you've always kind of 
wanted us to do and, and have done for me, both personally as well as within the, the business. You know, really, it's you do it because it's the right thing to do. And uh, that's one of the things that we strive to do with our with our new producers. It's whenever they have a question, producers or client managers, assistant client managers, whoever they may be, if they ever have a question, it's never a stupid question. Always ask and we'll go the extra mile to, to help them solve that problem. Yeah. So really, you know, kind of paying it forward any way we can, especially with the newer generation coming in. Mm-hmm. That's something that obviously we didn't get the success on our own. Someone for, for myself, it was you who was willing to kind of like, you know, take the time and, and energy to, to help me develop in, in my career. And um, it's kind of instilled in us to, to pay it forward to the people that come after us. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's great to hear. It's music to my ears, man. That's a, if at the end of the day, that's what we've accomplished, I think we can all say we've been successful. So Sam, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to share or add before we call it a, a day? No, this is really fun. All right, well, listen, thank you for joining me and, and letting us get to know a little bit more about you and your role within Rancho Mesa. So Sam, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Dave. So that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening to our latest edition of Getting to Know the Rancho Mesa Family and for tuning in to Studio One, our safety and risk management network. Until next time, stay well. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at RanchoMesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.